Hey, oh, welcome to Build to Be You. My name is Michaela, and I am so pumped that you're here. I made this podcast so you can uncover what it means to be you and learn how you can fully step into your potential while trying to navigate your 20s, overcoming previous failures, learning to face your fears, dance with your emotions, and take messy action in order to build and become the best you. You can expect a little bit of mixed stuff love and a whole lot of real talk. But let me just say, this journey is so much more fun with the bestie. So buckle up and let's do it together. What is up, podcast fam? I am so, so excited for this week's podcast episode interview with Misha. She's a relationship coach, and I chose to bring her on this week's podcast episode because if you've been following me along on this journey, you know that this journey and this radical self-love personal growth journey that I'm on started from a relationship that left me questioning myself, feeling less than, asking myself, you know, am I going to be alone forever? Am I ever going to find somebody that compliments me? And she walks through just real life client examples examples, tangible tools and resources for you to walk away with, to feel empowered, to gain radical alignment within internally, to create an external environment and relationship that is going to match that. She talked about overcoming heartbreak, questions to ask yourself, how to stay curious about what self-love means to you, and really gaining that alignment within of, is this relationship actually for me right now in the season that I'm in? And how to start those conversations, get the ball rolling on, you know, do I stay or do I go? And so much more. So if you love this week's podcast episode, please make sure to tag us in your takeaways. I'm going to leave Misha's Instagram handle down below in the little show notes. So make sure you pop down there, go follow her, go check her out, go give her some love and let us know what you think. All right. Welcome Misha to this week's podcast episode. I am so excited to have you here. Can you just tell the audience a little about about you and what you do and who you are? Yes. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited for this. Um, I am a relationship coach and I specifically help women try to figure out if their relationships can really be fixed and what's keeping them in it if they're really unhappy and how to work through the issues that they have, and if it can't be fixed, how to work on getting out of their relationship. Um, I am and have been obsessed with relationships for like since I was really young. And what really fascinates me is why are so many people in unhappy relationships and yes. why they stay, why they stay miserable. Mm-hmm. And I just I didn't understand it from a young age, and I've done a lot of personal research, reading, I like absorb so much, um, any content I can get my hands on to try to understand this as well as just like informal research. I've talked to so many different couples trying to understand what works, what doesn't work. And that combined with my day job, which I am a radiation physicist. So I work in cancer care, which has really um, highlighted the fact that life is just so short. So that combined, I've just been wanting to help women not be miserable in their relationships, whether they're married, uh, between relationships or dating. I just have a passion for that work. 
I love that and that is why like I when I found your Instagram account I was like I need to bring her on to this podcast episode because I know so many of my listeners who are in real time you know navigating with like that self-discovery phase that self-love phase while simultaneously trying to navigate relationships and that is like a huge part of where my personal growth journey started and so just sharing that piece I feel like I always have people coming to me you know asking like well how how do I, you know, channel more self-love? How do I, you know, do this personal growth and this personal work in order to make a more healthy relationship? So I think that you're going to have just like a lot of tangible things to share with this audience. And I'm so excited to just like dive into this conversation. So I want to start off a little bit about talking about just in general, what your take on self-love is, because I feel like a lot of people in today's like society and just like social media, driven like self-love like wine bubble bath and I want to hear your take like do you have like a deeper sense of what self-love is and how somebody who might be struggling with channeling that to you know really look inward and find that love within herself yeah so this is not a really sexy answer am I allowed to say sexy (laughs) oh yeah absolutely everything is go here (laughs) (laughs) So I do think that self-love is, you know, that self-care of, do I want to take a bath? Do I want to, you know, get a pedicure? That, That stuff's great. But I think really what I have discovered is that it's about being really comfortable being by yourself, like really, Mm -hmm. truly being comfortable validating yourself and a lot of self-nurturing versus looking for it from external factors, whether it's friends, family, relationships. Um, And I think that a lot of people just don't even take a step. They don't want to be alone. So it's a struggle that I see in so many of the women that I talk to and work with is, you know, they so badly want me to tell them how to make what they're in work because they would rather do anything but be alone. And Mm -hmm. that's why I said it's not a sexy answer because really I think you start to love yourself when you can do things like be by yourself. for me, it really started with getting really comfortable, even you know, going to a movie alone, eating a meal yeah. alone. Sometimes I tell people to go have a meal alone. They're like, I will never do that. Absolutely. <laughs> people are like, absolutely not. And I'm like, no. Like, and I would have been like that two and a half, three years ago. Yeah. But now, like, there's just like so much peace in just being alone because you can really channel like what's going on. And sorry, I didn't mean to like take your thunder for a second. Um, but like on this podcast, I always am preaching, like create the internal environment that you want and it's going to have the ripple effect to your external environment. So you can keep going what you were talking about on like the things that you did to channel that. No, that's, that's so true. Um, and you know, one thing I say about being alone is, and I've truly experienced this and I know so many people have, it seems like just because you're in a relationship, you're not alone, but Mm. I know it's a podcast, so I just did air quotes, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can see the air quotes, but yeah, yeah thank you for that. It's not uh, really good. They can't see it. But it's honestly more lonely to be in a bad relationship, I think. So I mm-hmm. feel like people don't consciously realize that. And it feels like, well, at least I have this person with me. But, you know, get comfortable and work through the feelings of what comes up for you when you're really by yourself, when you really have to make yourself feel better about something and start to really get your get to know yourself without any judgment. So 
the good, the bad. Um, I'm a big advocate of journaling. I know that's not for everybody, but mm-hmm. you know, even if it's just in your thoughts, going for a walk by yourself and really listening to what comes up for you. And for once in your life, just not judging yourself and mm-hmm. starting to understand who you are at like a really deep level and doing this, not just outside of relationship, but without consuming so much. I feel like right now we are just in such an age of what does Instagram tell us we should be? What is, yeah. you know, like, what can we adapt from the media? What can we just consume, 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 right? But get to know mm-hmm. yourself. Who are you like really at your core? And for me, that helps me get really comfortable with the fact that my feelings are valid. My opinions are valid. This is who I mm-hmm. am take it or leave it and it's not in a harsh way but it's just so that you really love yourself I mean that's it And, and I love that and that kind of leads us into our next question you know just the power of working on and committing to yourself and really building that strong foundation within how have you personally experienced and how can the podcast listener who's listening experience that too ripple into the relationships whether that is intimate relationships or family relationships or you know any type of relationship how is that going to strengthen what happens there when you work on strengthening yourself um so by learning who you really are you can start to really find out in your whether it's your romantic relationships or friendships what's for you and what's not for you what Mm -hmm. I did discover in the more relationships that I sort of learned about and asked people about was a lot of the reason that people's relationships are really unhappy is that they either got into them for the wrong reasons or they just stay for the wrong reasons. And Mm -hmm. it's because we often look to somebody else to complete us. Whereas if you do the self-love, if you work on yourself, if you get to know yourself, if you know what you stand for, what your values are, what your needs are, which is really what I work on with my clients is then when someone comes in your life, it's so much more obvious of like, no, this is really not for me. Or Mm -hmm. this person is really worth fighting for because this aligns with me and you're two complete people. And I also really believe that you attract, um, a more complete person if you're a more complete person you know if you're looking for somebody just to latch onto whether it's a friend or a partner um it's just gonna constantly feel like that draining give and take versus we're both here to add to the relationship and form like a beautiful life together so yes. that's a huge part of why that matters but also just as an adult, you know, we have to take responsibility for things. And that's another thing that I just see so often in relationships is it's so easy to say this person's not making me happy, but you know, what are you doing? What are you bringing to the relationship? Would you want to date yourself? And gold, right. I feel like we don't want to do that again, not sexy, but it's just like so tempting to put it all on. And I, I see this so, so often of, my partner's doing this, this, and this. We want to blame everything on them. If they would just improve themselves, then our relationship would be happy. But it's like, what about you, you know? So yeah. once you learn to work on yourself, 
that is, it's just so clear. That's the first place you'll go is, okay, what can I do better for this? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's so, so powerful in anything that you do, whether it's in your relationships, your habits, your job, whatever it is, is taking ownership and realizing that the only thing that you can control is how you show up and the thoughts that you allow yourself to think. And so I think that a lot of people, and even in a social media driven society that we live in as a 20 something who's listening to this you know she's kind of like i feel this pressure to be in this relationship because of you know what society's telling me or maybe it's like your parents or whatever it might be and i know that you said something you work on with your clients a lot is identifying that relationship is this for me is it not for me and then how do I let go of this relationship and move on? And so what are some things that you work through with your clients or for the person who is listening to this that they can walk away with today and kind of feel empowered to like get that ball rolling of should I stay or should I go? So the very first thing is, which is really hard for a lot of people to admit is why did you get into this relationship? And I do think that, I think the narrative's changing a bit and I wanna be a part of this movement is so many women, and I, I say women, I work with men a little bit, but mostly women. Um, mm-hmm. So many women that I see get into relationships because it's time, right? Like it's, I'm going to be 30 soon. So I need to be married. And it, it's, I, I'm not trying to, um, I'm not trying to judge that. I understand it. It's what the culture mm-hmm. is. It's like, you see your friends doing it. You see everybody around you. You feel you know, I've even heard people say like, I'm the only single one and all my friends are coupled up. So there is that sense of, I don't belong, but it almost makes it so that you just grab the next person that you mm-hmm. are on the date with because it's time versus really waiting for that connection and really knowing that something better is going to come into your life, the more complete you already feel. So again, just being patient before getting into the relationship. So if you can be honest with yourself when you're in it of, did I get into this because this was my person or did I get into this because, you know, my mom wanted me to get married. Um, And then just total honesty from that point on about even if you got into it for all the right reasons. And again, I'm saying right and wrong, not as, um, not from an objective point of view. It's not what I consider right and wrong. But really being honest with yourself of like, you know, did this feel right to me? Um, And then being really honest about why you're staying, you know, maybe it started out great. And then since then it's fallen apart, but you're not willing to look at that because you don't want to know the issues because once you know them, they have to do something about them. So Mm -hmm. really part of letting go is that honesty and then asking yourself the question, am I going to feel different in six months or a year? And the truth is, it's only going to get harder, right? If you can't let go right now, it's not going to get any easier as time goes on, unless you're going to do something really differently. So really working with them of, okay, if you're choosing to stay and not let go, what are we going to change, right? Like whether it's, there are some things that completely can be changed. I'm not a believer of um, people don't change. I don't think that's true, but they really have to want to. And so we really start to look at Do you both want to fix this? Is it just you who's trying to fix it and your partner's not willing to? So that's sort of the avenue that I take is if you're going to stay, what are we going to change? And once you change those things, is your mind going to be 
in a different headspace of, okay, now that we've changed that, this is a better relationship. For Like, for example, oftentimes I work with women who we fix their communication. So they're not fighting anymore, but they still don't feel a connection to their partner. So yes, the relationship is maybe feeling better, but is this still the one you want to be in? And often the answer is no, because you really crave that connection, right? So that's when it comes to letting go, it's so hard. And I have total empathy for that part of a relationship. But I think if you're going to hold on, just be doing it for some reason that feels really aligned with you, because otherwise it's only going to get harder. I love that. And there's two pieces to that, right? Like the alignment comes back to doing that internal work and really like clearing out the external noise because so you can hear like what you're thinking and what your gut is telling you, right? But on that same thing, I love how you said that, you know, it's not easy. You know, we're not, you're not downplaying it. You're not saying that it's just going to be a walk in a park to let go of this relationship. But sometimes you have to choose your heart. You have to decide if it's worth staying in the same relationship and doing the same things that you're already miserable doing. And it's like pretending that rainbows are going to come out on the other side when like realistically, I feel like hands down, you know yourself best. And if you have that like gut instinct or like that like wishy-washy feeling that things aren't going quite right, like you should listen to yourself, right? So, but I am just out of curiosity, as a relationship coach, do you, cause like I've honestly never seen a relationship coach before, which is why I was so excited to bring you on. But do you work more with people who are in relationships, out of relationships, somewhere in between, or is it just like a wide mix or like a wide range of people? Um, I've worked with a complete mix um, mm-hmm. and sometimes in various phases. So sometimes they are in it, get out of it and continue to work with me. Sometimes they have mm-hmm. just left one and they're still struggling because often times we want to go back to something because that loneliness is hard. Um, and I've worked with women who are in it and really just working to let go. So kind of all the phases of it. And um, I wanted to add something too while you were saying that about you know the gut check and everything and that it's not it's not easy to let go but I do really view it as a muscle I think that often we get in the habit of never letting go of something that doesn't serve us and Mm -hmm. I I well I think it's never easy I think it does get easier and I think that this goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning about self-love I think the more that you work on yourself and the more that you love yourself those boundaries of when something's really not working for you become a lot clearer. And I think it's, you know, working through that fear of, do you want to be in something that you're comfortable with versus, or not even comfortable. People say the word comfortable, but I'm always like, are you actually comfortable? Like you don't seem comfortable. (laughs) Um, Being something that's like the known versus taking that risk for yourself and knowing that I'm worth finding out what else is out there, right? So that's, I just wanted to add that too. No, I think that's powerful. And knowing your self-worth, I feel like it's, quote unquote, we'll put air quotes, easy to put your self-worth in the hands of others because as humans, we crave that sense of love and belonging and like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Like we need that connection. But do you have any advice for other ways to maybe find connection in a relationship, whether it be intimate or not, kind of like I'm thinking, like if somebody came to you and they're like, hey, I just wanna talk to this person for 
the sense of belonging. Um, like I like I'm happy with them right now, but like I don't see myself with them long term. What would be like your advice for that? Would you be like, yeah, like that's okay, or do you feel like? Because I feel like we live in a society, why I'm saying this is because I feel like I have a lot of conversations with people who are like in their 20-somethings and like, well, I don't see myself marrying this person, so I'm not going to date this person or I'm not going to like pursue more with this person. What's your take on that? Um, truly, it. I don't believe that any relationship has to follow a certain um, pattern or fit into a certain box. I really think this is where that honesty comes in of what do you really want? Like, are you telling yourself that you want something more and you know, this is not going anywhere. So you're sticking it through. Like, I think it's just so important to know what is your goal. If you really want to be in a roommate ish relationship with somebody and that feels fulfilling to you do that. But, you know, I think it's just where we start to lie to ourselves, ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's just where it gets tricky, but even whether you're 20, whether you're in your thirties and even married, you know, I'm all for the co-parenting relationship. I'm all for finding what works for you. It's your life. Just, just keep that in mind, right? Like it doesn't need to fit into any kind of box at all, but I would say just be super honest with yourself and go from there. I love that. I I love that you just said, be honest with yourself, because I do think that we can be our own worst critic and we can also, you know, I don't want to say our own worst liar. That doesn't really make sense, (laughs) but we can, you know, kind of try to like shove it down and pretend like it's not there and just let it go by the wayside. And then three weeks, three months, three years down the road, it's going to pop back up and it's going to be like, Ooh, like I should have listened when I had that red flag back then. Um, but what are some ways or some advice that you have? So she is in this relationship and she's bringing that self-awareness she's being honest with herself and she's like this isn't for me what kind of conversations do you encourage having or what kind of things do you encourage doing to help kind of facilitate that end process if that makes sense yeah so it's that's so tough but this comes down to a bit of again boundaries and knowing it's not your job to make everybody happy. So you really do have to look out for yourself. And I don't mean that in a selfish way. I just mean that you're not serving anybody by sticking in, sticking through something that's not really good for both of you. You're leading one person on You're Yeah. You're, you're, it's just not, it's not doing any good to anybody. So one is to know that, that it's not up to you. Once you figured out what you want, that's the great place to start. As long as you're really clear on that, I would not try to accomplish too much. Like if you know, you don't want to be in it, but you're in it because of the other person, you're just, you're trying to make too many people happy. It's not really going to go anywhere. Um, as far as the conversation, you know, honesty is hard because we want, we want to kind of soften the blow and maybe the other person is not on the same page as you. Sometimes you could, I've, I've worked with women who are surprised that when they talk to their partner and they're like, I'm really not feeling this, their partner's like, yeah, I haven't been either for a long time. And, yes. you know, sometimes that's surprising to hear and almost hurtful to hear back, right? But I would just say to be really honest and just know that, again, you're opening up space for something that will serve you better in the mm-hmm. long run. And, you're you're gonna you're both gonna learn from this and yeah just be really honest that's really all I can say 
Yeah, I think that I think that's really powerful because whenever you eliminate one thing, like you said, you're always creating space for something else. And at the time, like it's hard to be like optimistic or futuristic, especially if it like it hits home and it hits really hard. And you know, you go through this what they call heartbreak, right? Um, it's like kind of feels like you're drowning at some points. What are your biggest pieces of advice for somebody who maybe is actively going through heartbreak right now and they're just, they feel like there's no light at the end of the tunnel and they're just not sure what comes next? It's so hard. Um, You gotta feel it. And it's, Mm -hmm. again, nobody really wants to feel that sadness. You know, it feels like, actually just did a post on this the other day, it feels like you might like die of heartbreak, right? Like it, it's like, how yeah. many tears am I gonna cry? But feel it, have a really strong support system. Don't feel bad reaching out to people um, and telling them what you need. I was working with somebody recently who, she's like, I don't wanna burden my friends with this. And I was like, that's what they're there for. You know, They're not gonna guess to check on you. Sometimes you have to say, hey, I really, I need you to be there for me. Um, Start to do some of the uncomfortable things. So just like you, my self-love journey started at the end of a breakup also. And Mm -hmm. it was hard, but slowly just rediscovering passions of mine, learning that I can be alone. And, you know, trying to not put a positive fake spin on it, but, you know, being really grateful for what I did have and feeling like, okay, well, actually having a meal alone offered me a lot of freedom. I didn't have to Mm -hmm. cater to somebody else or going to a movie alone. I could decide who wanted to go where. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, it opens up opportunities for you to meet other people and have new connections, Mm -hmm. new experiences. It's new can feel so scary, so hard, so difficult. And I think a lot of the part of a breakup that's so painful is how scared we are, right? Like, am I going to be alone forever? That's what I hear all the time. And I think the more that we experience new and scary, the more we get better at it. And you really learn, yeah, you really learn new strengths that you had that you didn't even realize. So I'd say be open-minded, but feel all the feelings, you know, and know that nothing hard lasts forever. Mm. I, that like is so much gold and I just think back to like Michaela like literally ugly crying on the bathroom floor two and a half years ago like dragged myself out of bed to go to the bar and like just went shot for shot and like that was my coping mechanism at the time was it great no but it didn't last forever and then slowly like day by day you know just investing that time and energy into yourself to know that eventually you're going to be able to give yourself to somebody else when the timing is right and I think that the biggest thing has just been like trusting that, you know, whether you believe in God or a higher power, whatever it is, like things are working out for you and in your favor. And I think that there's so much power to acknowledge that you don't have to be with somebody who's not serving you in the season that you're in. And right, we go through different seasons where we change and evolve as humans and we realize like, oh, maybe my high school sweetheart actually isn't for me or, you know, maybe whatever it might be. What is your response? I'm curious when people say, am I going to be, or am I going to die alone? Or am I going to be alone forever? Like, how do you respond to that? Cause I think that I hear that all the time and I'm guilty of that too sometimes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the truth is I don't know. Right. Like I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I wish I could tell you that that's not true, but what I do know is the more difficult and, um, 
self-loving things that you do, the more you're going to continue to grow. And I really believe you will not let yourself just be miserable. So whether that means the next relationship or whether that means finding happiness because you're traveling the world, whatever it may be, if you keep growth and just like radical honesty on the horizon, you're not just going to be wallowing in a corner like we imagine, right? Like in a dark cave crying. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) I think that there just are so many bigger and more important questions than am I going to be alone? And I'm not minimizing that feeling at all. Mm -hmm. But I, I just think that that's, we fixate on the big scary thing instead of how big and vast our life gets to be. You know, if you stay in this relationship, think about all the things that you're losing Um, whereas how much do you gain, even if it's just freedom, freedom to be who you want to be. A lot of people in bad relationships, the thing that happens is they lose themselves. And, Mm. you know, if you get to gain that back is, is the worst thing really to be alone, you know? So freedom to be yourself. I, I love that so much. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, no. That's <laughs> it, that is. It's it's just true. It just really depends on what you focus on, you know. And mm-hmm. while I'm saying to feel all the feelings, you know, be sad, cry. The other thing that, like you mentioned, going to the bar and getting drunk, I do think it's really important to also do things daily, whether you're in a relationship or not, um, that just make you feel really good. Like this has been part of self love and self care, and that's why sometimes you know we talk about the baths and the pedicures and all that. But when I was going through a breakup, the one thing for me that really got me through it, there were lots of messy tears, was getting up, getting dressed, putting on makeup and going to a coffee shop. Like not just sitting at home and crying. Was I at a coffee shop crying? Yeah. But like I felt (laughs) a little better, right? Like I was like, okay, I look like a human. So do those things that make you feel good. Exactly. And that's going to be so dependent person to person. And I also think it's important to acknowledge like is this positive energy exchange or is this a negative energy exchange right am i just like throwing myself at the wall and hoping that it sticks or am i like actually making a conscious effort to do the things that i know are going to make me feel good um so that self-awareness is huge and i love that One last thing I want to hear your take on, and then I will let you go. But uh, today's dating culture, I feel like your what's your typical audience like? What your what age group do you usually work with? Um, Usually, women in their late twenties and then into their thirties, really early in the forties. Okay, I feel like I have heard a lot recently. Like it's just so hard to meet people. Like it like. They're like, the only way to meet anybody is dating apps. And like, I'm so anti-dating app or I love dating apps. What's like your advice? What's your take on that? Anything that you're like, here's a way to go meet more people or anything like that? So to be honest with you, I don't even know if I know anybody who hasn't, not necessarily met their current person, but dated people on an app. I feel like everyone has tried it. And I agree with you. They have hit or miss experiences so I can't say go do that. If that's not for you, that's not for you. But what I, what I will say is it's such a great way to um, get the initial introduction of somebody who you really may never have come across. So I feel like if you view it in that way, and again, it's how you view things, right? I wouldn't, what I don't like seeing is if you get on a dating app and you're just chatting back and forth for months, like meet the person or, you know, meet them on the dating app, go and have that in-person 
interaction and see is the connection mm -hmm. there or not. And then the other thing is just go live your life. You know, if you don't really want to do the dating app thing, not everything. And this, I think, is such a thing that happens in your 20s and 30s again, because you're like, I just want to meet my person. But not everything in your life is about meeting your person. Like, go experience mm -hmm. things, right? Go take up new hobbies. I have met people at a dog park. I have met people at, like, a wine and paint class. And I'm talking about friends and partners, you know? Because yeah, it applies to both. I hear people saying it's hard to make friends. And it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. Go take up new passions. Be an interesting person. Love your life first and be a person you would want to date. I mean, think about it. Would you really want to date somebody who it's like, what do you do for fun? You're like, oh, I just date people. Like, that's my biggest hobby in life, right? Yeah. It's like, be an interesting person. Do some fun uh, things. Like, yes. you getting married cannot be your only hobby. So that's my take on that. <laughs> No, I love that. And I think that's such like a good end note because at the end of the day, it comes down, comes down to, you know, get in alignment with yourself, clear out the external noise. So you can look internally and figure out what you want and be yourself. Like you don't have to be anybody else. And when you're you and you are in alignment with yourself, you're going to attract that energy. You're going to be spending time and you're probably going to be at the places doing the things that you like doing, which means you're probably going to find somebody who likes to do the same things. And here you go, right? It's just like this one big happy story. Totally. I don't know. But that's just like kind of how I feel about it. And I think that just as a 20 something who has said the words, am I going to die alone? Am I going to be alone forever? To now being just like fully invested into loving myself more every day and doing the things that make me happy, knowing that somebody else will come along and compliment that. It just kind of relieves that pressure of needing to find the love per se, right? Uh, air quotes, you can't see the air quotes, but. <laughs> it does. I, so I mean, I think you that... being happy is it radiates. It really does. Like your happiness, mm -hmm. your confidence, which comes from self-love truly, it is infectious. And that's going to draw in. I really believe this. That's going to draw in exactly the right people person to you versus mm -hmm. wallowing. And like, you know, when's my person going to come? It's just, it's a different way of living your life. Life is short, you know, go live it. Exactly. Like tomorrow is never promised. And I, I think that's so, so powerful. And I tell my community that all the time, you know, like you have to get like quit getting so fixated on what's to come and really get laser focused on being present where your two feet stand and everything will fall into place so i love that thank you so much for coming on this week I love before yes yeah, it's so fun before we hop off of here tell us you know what you're up to now and where the podcast audience can find you yeah so i am um like I said, I have a day job. I ha just had a baby a couple months ago. I'm going back to work, but I am um, a mom of two and that's kind of what I'm up to all the time. And I take on clients and absolutely am obsessed with them. I love the women I work with. So if you want to find me, you can find me on Instagram at Misha Coco. So my name, M-I-S-H-A, Coco, K-O-K-O. And um, I love to even just connect with people. You know, you don't have to want to work with me, but I love to have women to connect with in my audience. And anytime you have questions, reach out to me. So I'm very accessible. Great. I will put your Instagram name down in the show notes, and then I will make sure that we can get you tagged in this week's takeaways from the podcast episode as well. So thank you again so much for coming on. I loved this. Thank you. 
Before you go, I just wanted to let you know that I am so dang grateful that we are now on this journey through uncovering what it means to be you together. If you love this episode, make sure you share it with your friend or better yet, share it on social media and tag me so that way I know. Until next time, chat soon.